Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic starting now. Today on Exploring the Prophetic, I have a, a packed full of revelation, totally fun episode with Tracy Eckert, who's the co-founder and executive pastor of The Storehouse in Dallas, Texas. And Tracy also has a show coming out on the Sid Roth Network, as well as her brand new book, which we'll talk about during the episode some. But Tracy is a prophetic vessel who has open visions, who's heard God's audible voice, and is hearing some things for now. But I love that that has led her to a passion that we would all hear from God. That's I love that about people who genuinely hear God don't want to hold it as like a secret mystery. They're like, you need to have this in your life. You need to experience this yourself. She's done so many things in her background, including being a marketing executive, also helped to uh, run alongside the Esther Call and the Call Ministries with Lou Engel as well as she attended uh, Stephen Austin University, the University of Texas in Austin. So she is probably very much into the Longhorns, I'm sure. But <laughs> I want to encourage you guys today on the episode, we're going to have a good talk to really enlighten you or to, to bring about uh, some sense of purpose in these times for the prophetic, because I know the prophetic has been a challenging subject in so many circles, but there's people of decades of history, and they're saying that now is the best time or the prophetic gifts in all of history. And I love that. Tracy's been doing this for a while, and she's saying that this is our, the best time that there is to live in. This is the time we were made for. And you need to hear from God if that's not true for you, so that you can actually walk into that same feeling, that same understanding, that same foundation. So today on the show, don't miss Tracy. I love to create resources that really empower you. And I created a book called Breakthrough Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations, which is all about God's name of breakthrough biblically in the Bible and how we are in a breakthrough moment, a moment that we need God to bring a sudden change in our lives, in our governments, in our finances, in our health. And this book is perfect for you because you're going to go through about 11 or 12 different areas of prophesying over yourself, praying for your life, and declaring the word over your situation and it will bring you breakthrough because God always promises to partner to our prayers and declarations that are biblical based. Plus the prophecies themselves came in a deep time of prayer and meditation with God where he spoke these to me and I wrote them in the book form so that you can wrap your heart and your spirit around it. Along with breakthrough, we also have provision, which is the second book in the series, all about prophecies, prayers, and declarations about bringing God as a provider into your life. For every destiny, there's a resource and a provision from heaven for you right now. But we have a special on these books. There's a bundle at only our website, www.bowlsministries.com, just for you. I want to encourage you to get breakthrough and provision now. It's going to help you to rein in 2021 and live in 2021 and the way that you want to. I'm gonna encourage you to get this bundle for you or the people you love, especially if you need well-crafted, constructed prayers that help bring spiritual intelligence about how to use the Word of God and the prophetic words you're getting right now.
I love doing a podcast for this long because I get to interview so many different types of people from so many different backgrounds. And it collects stories of people that give you faith. But this next guest, Tracy, she just automatically builds faith and brings faith to everybody she's around. And I had the chance to visit her and her husband uh, in Dallas. And Tracy, I'm just so glad you're on today. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's such an honor to be with you. And I'm really excited to share with you and to talk with you about Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Well, I actually want to get into, because your story is a little unusual, because the way that you even got saved, you start with the voice of God. And we're exploring the prophetic and how God's voice changes us and also then changes our opportunities and then the world around us. So yeah. let's talk about like right when this started for you. So I was working for a uh, Fortune 500 company. I was building a sister company for them. So I was in the marketplace and um, had a very big job. My husband had a very big job. He was COO of a big company. And um, we had six teenagers between the two of us. So I oh were running God. hard and fast. And um, funny story, I hired this maid who was not a very good maid. But uh, she would go around my house with a tambourine and praying in tongues. And I thought, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And she would put oil on everything, you know, oh, so wow. she was kind of preparing some spiritual environment. And at this point in my life, I, you know, we went to church on Christmas and Easter and used Christmas for behavior modification for my six teenagers, but I wasn't <laughs> saved. I wasn't born again. I just needed them not to, you know, do bad things, you know, not to have sex or do drugs. So anyway, um, never read the Bible. I knew about the 10 commandments cause I watched, you know, the Charlton Heston movie, oh my gosh. Um, did not grow up in church at all, at all. In fact, the only thing I knew about Jesus, I mean, I knew cause I was an American, you know, so I had kind of a degree of understanding about him, but again, not saved. So, um, here I've got this woman preparing the spiritual environment in my house. And one day I'm getting ready for work and I hear the audible voice of the Lord. I hear the, I hear the external audible. He wow. says, rebuild my temple. And of course I'm not Jewish. Um, now I work with someone that's Jewish, but I have no grid for this mm. whatsoever. I don't know what he's saying. Well, I knew, when, when he says that, like, did you feel like this was a good God who's giving you an invitation or did it feel just scary or what was it like? It felt like um, like my home that I had never known opened up and spoke to me. Oh, I knew, wow. I knew I this, I knew it was God and I knew it was my father. And it was wow. almost like it, it echoed from a place that was familiar, but yet I had never known it or never been there. Oh, now I, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know one person in my life, nor had I ever heard of anyone that heard from God. I didn't know he spoke. So again, zero grid for this, but I sat there for two hours. I missed a meeting. I had a, I had a meeting with Disney that day and I missed a meeting with Disney because I just could not move for two hours. And I knew, oh and I, God. and I, it was definitely a Damascus road thing. So it was wild and it, and it really was, it set me on a different trajectory. So it was crazy. It was a crazy time. I went into open revelation after that. I was seeing in the spirit. I was having um, all kinds of trances. And I mean, again, not being saved, all of this happening to me. So what was that like for you as far as you didn't have anyone around you who could support or supplement you? So how did you find and get yourself grounded in the experience? Uh, well, I started searching, you know, that church I told you that I rarely went to, I went and talked to the pastor and he told me 
um, I told him about all of my experiences. When I said I was seeing in the spirit, I was, I saw, you know, September 11, two years before it happened. He told me the date. Wow. I saw the whole thing happen like, like a movie. Wow. And it was crazy. Um, in fact, I, I wrote a book about this God's end time temple that actually just published like a month ago, but all of these 20 years of all of these encounters that have led up into this moment. But my husband knew somebody up in Oklahoma, this random person that that spoke in tongues and had these kind of encounters. And so he talked to them and and that led us to a church in Dallas that was really a forerunner in the charismatic prophetic movement. And so I went there and they began to teach me the word and um, teach me how to um, hear God's voice. I mean, I mean you didn't need to be taught how to hear God's voice. It sounds like you... <laughs> you were like crash course into it, but yeah. a lot of these encounters you're talking about, like you're having open visions or what we like to term like naked eye visions. You can see it as real as you and me yeah. having trances. I mean, this is not how most people start in the prophetic. Most people start with the internal kind of impression, kind of voice of God. Did you get a sense of this is this strong because there's a purpose that's linked to it that's this big? Um, yes, I did. Because everything was line upon line, precept upon precept. And so he began to build a story in wow. my, in my life. And it was weird because he wouldn't get off the, the, he wouldn't get off the story that he was writing. And it was a message that was cumulative for the generation before the Lord's return. And it wow. wasn't, it was, it's an, and it's not a scary message. It is an intense, passionate, zealous message. And, and there's so much hope in it for who God has created us to become and the things that he's prepared for us. And so that end time temple, it's not a building, but it is a people who God is preparing to pour out his glory on. And the prophetic is, is, is such a core, you know, he, he kept talking and the, the temple that he was talking about is Zerubbabel's temple. Now that sounds a little strange, you know, again, but he's, but, and you'll ha have to read the book to get into the depths of it. but. He's, he's talking about the plumb line. Now, the mm. plumb line is really what's building this temple. And the plumb line is the truth from heaven to earth, which is the prophetic. And so he's really wanting these temples to be built to house the words that God is releasing from heaven and they're increasing. And, and even this year, you, we, I can see like we are, we have like accelerated so much in the prophetic. Don't you feel that? And the last 12 months have been crazy. Yeah. And, and when, when the whole thing with coronavirus hit like two weeks into it, I had this wild dream and it's very succinct. He, the Lord just said to me, I'm not calling it coronavirus, but I'm calling it the homecoming and just mm -hmm. calling his people back into that, his heart. Because the one thing that, that I spoke about in my book, um, is really refining the prophetic so that we're not out there just throwing the words around. Because here was the thing about me in the beginning. I had the word and I could very clearly, I'm seeing and I'm hearing and everything, but my heart was not prepared to handle. And I didn't know the nature of God. So I was not a healthy prophet. Yeah. So just knowing God, it says those that know their God will do great exploits, talking about the last days. Well, you know, I want to know him so that I know how to deliver the truth in love. Because love always 
creates life, you know, and as I'm, yeah. as I'm speaking those things. And so that's really been my journey, not just the prophetic, but, but learning how to, how to, how to be a vessel that carries the prophetic well and understands how to God's heart behind the prophetic is always about increase. It's always about building, even in the times when we have to make corrections or deliver corrections, he always does it. And it's almost clothed and bathed in love. You know, I agree. I so agree with that. Now you're, I mean, you have a practical background in business. So when you apply what God was saying, when he was like, rebuild my temple, and then you start to see kind of an end time prototype, what are some, either the way you imagine it practically, or some of the ways that God's shown you some things that he's doing right now that apply to that vision? Well, in business, you know, when you build a business and I wasn't necessarily working for people, I was out creating, I built like three or four businesses, like multi-million dollar. And I don't say that I'm not, you know, whatever, but it taught me to have a business mind. And, and in business, we think of return on investment, you know? And so I look at the church and I'm looking at a lot of activity and I'm looking at a lot of effort. But yet it looks like that the return on the investment that that we're being able to hand Jesus is not really what we're really putting into it. So we're putting a lot of effort, but we're not really getting a lot of return as far as harvest because God's heart is about harvest and his heart is about transformed people that people get transformed so they can also be fruitful. So I'm, I'm, I'm like your hundred fold person. Let's go out and get a hundred fold fruitfulness. So my life your life, everyone's life should be producing that hundredfold because it's available. We know it's available because he talks about it in his word, 30, 60, hundredfold. Well, I'm going for the hundred because, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and the thing is not, it's not on God's part because God's like a hundred is available. Wow. So if we have understanding and that's what his word says about the sower, about the parable of the sower. Those that have understanding, the good soil, they have understanding. And so they can produce the most um, production. And so the most return for Jesus's investment. And the investment was he gave his life. He gave everything. So therefore, where where am I? If, where's my understanding on how the kingdom works? Mm. The kingdom is run through the prophetic. And that's something we've got to get our, our, we've got to get our minds around that, that the, that the fuel of this is all about this plumb line on earth as it is in heaven. And so heaven is speaking and the, and the, the way that we produce hundredfold is we have to understand how to sow and reap because Jesus, while he was a carpenter, right? He always talked about agriculture. Yeah doesn't make any sense why didn't he talk about you know building chairs or you know he didn't use those kinds of parables or metaphors he talked about sowing and reaping because it all goes back to the garden everything will reproduce after itself and so words every single word that you sow will reproduce wow and that's why the prophetic and you think you know so i see people and they don't know you know, they, they, they want to come in and they want to get a prophetic word, but then they, you know, it like soothes their soul, which is good. And it encourages them, which is right. But they don't understand that that prophetic word is a weapon and it's Mm -hmm. a sword and it'll clear the pathway for them to walk into the very thing that God has prepared for them. And I've done this over and over. 
I, and I think it's funny because you've had a, a, obviously a lot of encounters with God, a lot of prophetic encounters for the body of Christ, a lot of encounters for people in general. And I, I think it's indicative of people who've had more encounters, especially more profound encounters, can't help but have this deep hunger that everybody would have more prophetic encounters. And for me, personally, I just see it as like, we all know we're all supposed to read the Bible for ourselves. We all know we're supposed to pray for ourselves or pray, you know, have a life in prayer. But not every believer knows we're supposed to be a person who hears God for ourselves in a real way. Yeah. And I love what you're saying, because so, so much of what it goes back to is that the prophetic is one of the tool sets that God gave us to do everything. It's like one of the most profound tool sets we have. That's why Paul says to eagerly desire it. I want to kind of go back into your story, though. Because you left the marketplace and went into full-time ministry, and you guys actually planted some stuff. And I don't know if your husband's business word was around that same time, or if it was later or earlier, but I would love to talk about the parallel between like your husband owning his own business, and then also your ministries that you guys started because you've started several ministries, and just kind of talk about how did that all happen? Well, first of all, this is the last thing I ever thought I would be doing. (laughs) What? You know, here's what happened. So, so again, I started this company, you know, I mean, this is, I'm making, I'm making, a, you know, a lot of, you know, I've got a lifestyle that's 1%, the top 1%, which I go into my office after all of this starts happening and the Holy Spirit breaks in and I'm having all these encounters and, and, and he, he confused the language of the people that I work with. So I'm in, I'm in a boardroom with my teams of people and they're talking and their words are actually in the air. They look like, it looks like um, that soup that, you know, like I can see letters, but I can't, nothing oh, wow. making any sense. So I, I, so I talked to my husband, John, and I said, this is what's happening. Can I, I want to resign. And he's like, okay, because all I wanted to do was read the Bible. So he said, all right, well, let's do that. And we'll start our own business, which we eventually ended up doing. But anyway, it was a crazy adventure. And it, so we, he ended up after a time losing his job, you know, and we're thinking, oh, wow. oh this is going to be awesome. We're just going to soar from here because now we got God. So now we're just going to even make more money. Well, I'm telling you, my mind was so wrong about the way, now I'm not, I love, you know, I don't love money, but I'm not anti-money, you know, I'm just yeah. neutral money now. But this adventure that he has had us on um, has been so wild. So again, he told me to start this house of prayer. So we started the house of prayer and then we started the church next. And then um, John started his own business. And again, all of these things came through the prophetic and just riding along on this journey of God's words that he's speaking to us and us agreeing with the word and continuing to, again, declare the word out. And it helps to facilitate the word coming to pass. And so now we've got these two ministries. We've got the house of prayer and the Lord just recently spoke to me about media. And then, you know, now I've got this show and, um, you know, and the book is now getting published. So all of this stuff is starting to happen. But again, the word was out there and then the fulfillment of the word would come. And then there's the season in between when the word comes and the fulfillment comes. And the question is, what do you do in the waiting? And that's been yeah. the biggest rub for all of us, I think. What do you do in the waiting? Yeah, I'm sure for everyone listening to, there's so many people who are waiting, especially after, again, the last 12, 14 months of 
society right now has been so different. And so there's people who have the incredible story of like, everything's happening for me right now. God's using this. And then there's people who are like, I've lost everything. I, I don't know how God's going to use this for my good. I trust him, but I don't know. And so it's that season of waiting where you're, you know, is, is one of the most profound times. So in that time, how long would you describe that season of waiting between what God was really calling you to and now some of the release of it? Um, well, before I understood about how to pray, um, you know, I had the prophetic, but I really didn't know how to pray. And the Lord told me before I built this, I was like, do you want me to really do this? Because I really don't know if I want to do this, but if it's you, I'll do it, you know, kind of thing. And um, he said, if you teach them to pray, you don't have to tell them how to live. And that was something wow. that I thought, all right, if you'll help me teach them to pray. In other words, go in and get this, get these words for yourself. So can I give you a testimony about that? Because I didn't, like I said, I didn't know how to pray, but I had a house of prayer. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't sit there and hear the Lord, but I didn't yeah. understand what to do with what the Lord said. So no, I'm sure a lot of people I mean, feel the same. I, I was huge. I mean, I was a Lou, I was Lou Engle's daughter for 10 years and hung out with him. I'm still, I still love him. I love his ministry. It's so profound and it's really impacted my life. So I was a contender. I would fast and pray. There was one year I fasted for nine months. I'm not kidding you. And I mean, I was so intense about stuff, you know, but I still was like, I'm not seeing answered prayer. And I'm not seeing a fulfillment of a lot of these promises. And I'm like, I know this isn't you. And I know it's on my part. So God, teach me to pray. So he took me away on a sabbatical. And, and in that time, he taught me. He taught me about wow. how to pray so that I get answers to my prayers. Because the Bible says that he will answer our prayers and give us the desires of our hearts. And he's he didn't just say that. He meant that. And so I'm like, and again, hundredfold return. I'm always looking, where's the hundredfold return? Because there's got to be an answer for us. We, we don't just, we're not just out there slamming the heavens and nothing ever falls out, but there is gold there for us. And so I just, he began to show me about being faithful with my, with carrying the words and keeping his word. And, and understanding what it means to, to be a keeper of the word. And so as I began to, to do that, everything in my life began to shift, primarily with me. Wow. And so by doing these things, I began to renew my mind because I realized that while I had gone through all of this deliverance, I mean, as John says, we've been delivered more than a Friday night pizza. So I went through all of oh that. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, it's the devil. No, I got news for you. It's your own mind that's the problem because you don't wow. really believe. So if I had, to re- I had to renew my mind and it took me about two years of declaring the word in first person over my mind. And I just mm-hmm. hammered it. And every day I would say, this is who you are, Tracy. And I took the word, the written word, and I took the prophetic word and I just began to speak it every day over myself. And I began to create pathways in my brain that were like, it was became like a fortified. He was, it was fortified. And so when anything that wasn't true came into my mind, 
I would immediately realize that's a lie. And then my faith exploded. And then I began to see even more miracles, like, because it was like, no, I fully believe. I 100% believe. Like you told me when coronavirus hit, and everybody's, you know, like in the spring, they were hiding out and everything. And I'm like, this is not okay. God, what are you going to do about this? Because this is not okay that we're all hiding out and the churches are closed and all of this. And I said, what are you going to do about it? And he said, this is how he talks to me. He goes, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, I don't know. What am I going to do about it? Because something has to be done. And he said, I want you to start going and finding people with coronavirus and I want you to pray for them. And that was before we knew that, you know, it was a pandemic. No offense. Sorry, everybody. But that was before we knew that there was something behind it that was an agenda. Okay. It's not that the virus isn't, but we didn't know really what it was. So I just started finding people that have coronavirus and I would go to their house and pray for them and they would be masked up and, you know, their kids are masked up and I would just go in and they were fearful. And I'm, I just put my hands around them and I hug them. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing gloves. Why? Because my, I have spent years strengthening my mind that I am who he says I am. And there's nothing in me that believes otherwise. So when he says go, I know that everything's going to be okay. You know? And yeah. that's, that's where we get fearless. You know, I was, I was just talking to a friend of mine, Michael Malden. You may know him. Oh, I love Michael, yeah. He said to me, you know, we were, we were not, nowhere in the Bible does it say, stay safe, be safe. <laughs> we were yeah. created to be fearless, you know, and it's what we all want. But anyway, so I just really had to renew my mind. And then I just, everything after that exploded because I had to get myself into alignment with the truth of the prophetic mm-hmm. and of his word. And then everything started coming to pass because I, when I would declare it, faith and the anointing hit it and it all, it all parted everything. Right. Totally. And I, I think of, you know, there's times in my life where I went into, you know, leper colonies, but you can't get leprosy. So that's a little different, but into malaria wards and, you know, in Africa or in South America, places where there's just wide open rooms where everyone's sick. And I went out of declaring first and then a word from God to go in and pray for people. And we saw so many people healed, but also people who don't normally get loved on, loved yeah. on. And so it is a different response when you're looking at it and going, God, you want to be present in the midst of sickness, in the midst of infirmity, in the midst of crisis. That's where Christians shine so much. And so it's, it's been a hard one with coronavirus specifically because so many Christians are wanting to honor the government and wanting to honor what's right to do to protect. Uh, people who are at risk. But there's this other side of it too, that it's like, we do have to be at times, we have to be honest and unafraid when God does have a spray for people. And we, so I, I agree with you in that. I want to, I want to kind of ch- switch directions a little bit because we have a little bit more time left. I want to maximize it just because of some of the stories you've had in the past um, and how it's caused you to build differently. I noticed in our notes, I don't normally refer to the notes, but I noticed in our notes that God did something over sex trafficking in 2011. And I bring this one up because I love how the prophetic brings resolution like nothing else. Can you talk about this story? Well, um, in 2011, the Super Bowl was coming to Dallas. And, um, you know, along with any kind of major sporting event like that, I found out at the time, 
you know, the, they will traffic all of these girls into your city and you'll get yeah. a huge spike in prostitution and sex trafficking. And then that, that spike will stay up. And so you, it's, it's the statistics in all of these cities. And, you know, I am horrified by sex trafficking and I've been, you know, an advocate for these girls and serving, um, a lot of the sex trafficking ministries in our city. So I just thought, you know, this is not okay. And again, you go back to the, we are intercessors and we are watchmen of our cities. We're the gatekeepers. We decide what comes in and out. And so, again, taking that to the Lord and saying, what are you going to do about this? Because this is not okay in my city. And it's like, as intercessors, we need to start asking God those questions. How do we fortify our city in a way that, because if we're the, if we're the gatekeepers, we get to partner with the Lord and what comes in and what comes out, you know, and what, what stays out where the, what, what I open, no man can shut, et cetera. Right. So he told me, he said, I want you to fast and pray for 21 days and I want you to call the city to fast and pray. And so I'm like, okay. So I got a whole group of houses of prayer and we all got together and we all began to fast and pray. And he gave me the words to speak over the city. And so we all began to declare these words over the city about wow. the sex trafficking, that it will not come to our city and that there, you know, and so we just began to hit it and that justice, that God's justice would come to Dallas. Okay. So we get closer to the day of, um, and the week before this terrible, um, like it just begins to ice, like an ice storm blows in. And then right after the ice storm, this, um, snowstorm blows in now, now, you know, it's Dallas, Texas, so we don't get snow very often and we're not certainly prepared for it. Sean, I'm telling you, we had like three feet of snow. Wow. Like you would walk and your feet would sink down, but below the snow was a layer of ice. So the whole city shut down for a week. All of the roads were shut down and all of the roads were shut down in the whole state. Wow. So all of the highways were shut down. There was no traffic on one highway. Everything, airplanes could not come in. The runways were shut down. The schools, every business was shut down. It looked like a ghost town for a whole week leading up That's to, wild. it was amazing. And so a friend of mine, um, actually an intercessor for uh, Lou for the call, she called me and she said, I had a dream about you. And in the dream, there were all of these girls who were being sex trafficked and they were crying. And as they were crying, Jesus was there and he caught their tears. And when the tear, their tears hit his hands, it turned to blocks of ice. And I heard the Lord say, this is my just ice my justice. Wow. And so wow. the whole city, there was only one case of, of prostitution or trafficking that, that they, that was some, and it was local. And so it literally shut the whole thing down. And so again, I want everybody to be encouraged that, that we rule and reign with Christ and we've got to start asking the questions how to do that and begin yeah. to take these hard lessons. I mean, these hard cases and just begin to to do that as kings and priests, you know? That's so good. Well, as we close, tell people how to watch your show and tell them also how to get your book and how to contact your ministry. 
Well, thank you. I don't actually know how they can watch my show because it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. You know, it's, it's going to be on the Sid Roth Network. We right. It's going to be on the Sid Roth Network. Um, I think they're already getting some stuff ready, but they haven't given me the actual airtime. But it's called Kingdom Life. And again, I'm all about the kingdom, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and then um, my book, God's End Time Temple, you can get it on Amazon and it's at Barnes and Noble. And again, a lot of what I've been talking about uh, and a lot of the prophetic over the last 20 years and and all of what the Lord showed me over the last 20 years is actually coming to pass in this year. So, and, and where we're going from here. And, and I want to really encourage your listeners because this is our finest hour and this is what he's prepared us for. And, and so get my book and help to be prepared for the days that we're living in, in order to really begin to again, rule and reign with him and shift things for him in our own lives, as well as in our city and our nation. So thank you so, so much. much. Website. Do you have a website for us? Oh, um, I have a Tracy You can go there. You can actually buy the book there. Um, or you can, I, I also do a lot of, I release a lot of prophetic words. Um, you know, I just released one about China. Um, I'm having these crazy encounters with the Lord. So um, I love that God is speaking today and he's really wanting to equip the saints, you know, for the work of the ministry, but he wants Absolutely. to encourage us so that we're not afraid. Um, and so you can follow me on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter. And so I'm in all of those places, Tracy Eckert. And, um, but yeah, I'm just so thankful to be on Great. with you and your, and your, um, your listeners. So thank you. Well, vice versa. And just so you guys know, Eckert is spelled E-C-K-E-R-T, just so you find the right. Tracy, we so appreciate you. Thanks for sharing from your heart, your journey, and also your spiritual perspective for right now. And for all of these shows that we're doing right now, I just know that this is building your faith and I'm so encouraged, but I also want to build your resource in the prophetic. That's why we have guests like Tracy, who has a book out and also materials and prophecies you can follow. Thanks so much for listening. God has wired you for hearing his voice, and this isn't rocket science. Through my best-selling book, Translating God, I introduce a love-based approach to the revelation gifts like prophecy and words of knowledge, then bring you on a full circle journey biblically on how to practice these gifts right now in your life. Be your own best personal prophet, and then have the authority from that place to speak to the world around you. We have an anniversary bundle available for you right now that you can get at our website at www.bullsministries.com. In this anniversary bundle, you're going to get Translating God, the book, Translating God, the workbook, and also our brand new e-course that you're going to love. We just made it really practical. It's going to take you on the whole journey of how to translate God for you and the world around you. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.